Hey friend, welcome to the Cup of Chels podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Holden. And as you can tell by the name, Cup of Chels is because I'm obsessed with coffee. But more than that, I am so passionate about giving you a weekly dose of inspiration and uplifting encouragement. You can also be sure to chime in to interviews and conversations with some amazing people. So grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and let's dive in to today's show. All right, welcome to another episode of the Cup of Chels podcast. This is episode number 29, where I am talking to my dear friend and repeat guest on the show, Miss Gina Collins. So I wanted to bring Gina on for this interview because since the last time that we spoke with her, she has actually pivoted and started her own photography business. She came over to the house. um, When was that? Like last month? A yeah. month before? It's been a couple months, maybe. I know it doesn't feel that long, but I know it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she came over, just started Raxon Lee Photography. I'm going to let her talk all about that. But she came over and did this amazing lifestyle photo shoot with me. I have started sharing some of the pictures and we'll be sharing all the wonderful pictures and goodness that is coming from her. But just wanted to welcome you to the show, Gina. Thanks so much Thank for being again. here. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I want you to just kind of talk about your new business, how it's going, how it started, this whole pivoting into a completely different business than what you were doing before, yeah. too. So just feel free to, the well, stage is yours. Oh, thank you. Where's the lighting? Well, I think I've always been that multi-passionate entrepreneur. Yep. It's very easy for me to be able to pivot because I'm just that creative spirit where if there's something I like and I love, I just go for it. I do it. I'm like, you know, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's kind of been my whole career in a sense, as far as going from aesthetics to owning a retail business to going back to a service related industry. But photography has been something that I've been interested in since I was 14. My birth dad actually gave me my first Canon camera for a Christmas present my freshman year of high school. I took photography throughout high school and I just really fell in love with the ability to capture someone's essence in your own vision. Oh, nice. something about like, I see people completely different through a viewfinder than they see themselves. And then they look back at a photo and they're like, Oh, that's me. Like, that's yes. what I look like. I'm like, yes. How do you not understand this? Yes. <laughs> like, this is you. This is every essence of you. And it just fires me so much where it like fills my creative cup. Yeah. And I would always do it for just like my friends going and, you know, photographing their kids' birthdays or their family photos just because I loved them. And then it got to a point where they all kept pushing me like, you should really honestly offer this to the public, to strangers. And that idea is terrifying because it's like, okay, it's one thing, you know, it's my friend's baby. It's another one. It's my, like a stranger's baby. Yeah. (laughs) What if you hate it? (laughs) But um, uh, really like, I just decided to legitimize it for IRS purposes, the passion is still there, the purpose is still there to be able to offer affordable packages so that people can have this documentation on their walls yeah. without paying $500 for a session because sure. I can't pay that. You yeah. know? And I, I know there's very talented photographers that that is what they're worth and by all means charge what you're worth, but this is more of like a mission of mine than it is a 
profit-based business. Yeah. I think it's so beautiful to like start a business with that too, you know, Mm -hmm. like to really have the mission and it's purpose-led in that sense, right? Like you are truly coming from a place of love and creation when it comes to that, as opposed to what's the bottom line, right? And the money will follow, you know, like, I mean, even if that's not your goal, the money will follow. It provides a life for my family that we don't have to worry about dinners or if my son wants a new baseball bat or whatever. It's, you know, it feels like a lot of people get kind of stuck in the business mindset. They start with a passion, they start with a purpose, and then they feel like they have to stick to that. Yeah. Even if they're led to different avenues, I'm still very passionate about the CBD business. I'm still very passionate about legalizing marijuana and the many medicinal benefits that come with that. Yeah. As I, you know, I'm a walking, talking testimony of that. Sure. So anytime I have the opportunity, I'm like, yes, educate, educate. That's still very much a purpose of mine. But it got to a point where I wasn't feeling that that cup of mine that I was reaching my max of creativeness of, I guess, success is different in everyone's eyes. Mm-hmm. My version of success is making people feel great. Yeah. And that's what I loved about the aesthetics industry. I was providing a tangible beauty image for women with CBD, mental health, with photography. It's that ability to be able to really look within yourself and see something that other people see and have like that reflection almost. And I feel like I was starting to lose that with my former business where it wasn't driving me. It was constant stress of more of a inventory and, okay, new products and trying to stay up in the game and it gets exhausting. And there are some people that are business minded enough to be able to cut that tie, I guess, between, okay, this is a business. This is my plan. I'm sticking to it. I need to make this amount of money and have no emotion to it. Yeah. And I was getting to be at that point where I was losing my emotion and I'm a very emotional person. Yeah. And I wasn't myself anymore. Yeah. I was losing myself in a business that was controlling me and controlling my marriage, controlling my family, that just... You were losing your freedom. Yes. And I'm too. a very free-spirited person. I need to be able to maneuver at my own pace. I yeah. need to be able to make decisions quick or slow, however I want. Yeah. And if I have an opportunity, I need to be able to jump on it and just do the dang thing without yeah. having to think of a hundred other reasons or putting people before me. Cause I do that enough already in my personal life. It was just getting exhausting in my business life as well. So now being my own person, my own entity, my own visions and be able to thrive through that has been exhilarating and freeing in its own sense of just like the best thing about photography is it's art and you can't tell somebody their art is wrong or right. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so, totally. I mean, no. Who am I to say like Picasso's art looks like crap? Right. Everybody's going to have an opinion, but that yeah. was his vision. Yeah. And this is mine. And you can't tell me my vision is wrong because it's mine. Yeah. And it's that power of having that choice and that decision and that ability to create an impact in your own way is just great. And I'm uh, loving it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Max over here scratching. That makes so much sense to me as far as like the freedom and everything. And I've felt that too, you know, like a small example of that for me is like my social media or branding or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like 
I've always thought it was going to be this way. And then it's like, nope, I'm not feeling that anymore. But you know what? This is my thing, my show. So I'm going to change it up. Right. And then you came in and did the pictures of me. And true testimony is like, I literally started crying when you started sending me the images back because it's like, holy crap, like that's me. Like that's me that like I felt seen, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. You know, I just felt truly seen and beautiful and all these things, you know, and people can tell you that stuff all the time, but you have a way of capturing it with your lens that just brings it forth and really hits home deeply inside, you know? So it was just, it was awesome. It was awesome. And even from then too, I saw all the pictures and how vibrant they were. That's what you see and how you see me in my space. And it got me into thinking again about my branding too. So back to that, like, you know what? Nope, we got to go this way now because this I feel is me and someone else sees that and has brought it to my attention in you. Thank you. And so now we're going this way. You know, That's so. so beautiful. I mean, I think anybody with a creative background, whether it be writing, photography, design, art, they have to have that flexibility to be successful yeah. in whatever it is that they think success is. And if you don't, then I feel like you have a creative block if you're just sticking to one thing like I have to do this because this is the trend this is what I was told I was supposed to do by a marketing consultant right this is what's going to make me successful but there's something really beautiful about being a trailblazer that you just do your own thing and those trends started by someone yeah exactly the inspiration follows and you can't own the rights to inspiration so why not start your own inspiration and do as people say do the dang thing yeah and just go with it and let it flow well I don't know about you but I've always had kind of like this rebel like mentality too right so you know like part of my creativity comes from that and Mm -hmm. it's like if everybody's doing that I kind of don't want to do that like I I want to go against the mainstream you know especially if it feels right for me too so that I love I love how you put that about the inspiration I definitely get expired and expired inspired by other artists and photographers as far as seeing their vision yeah and I definitely will follow a trend of like okay that was beautiful I want to do that but I do it in my own way and sure I think what's kind of setting me apart in photography is I was told like you need to have your own editing style and it needs to be consistent so that people know what they're getting but every person I talk to isn't the same they're not the same and I like to edit to the feeling I get from that person or the emotion that I get so if they're like if they're feeling some type of way I want other people to feel that type of way too because somebody else is going to relate to it absolutely and that's kind of the almost the beauty of vulnerability between my client and me is I'm just as vulnerable as you are in that moment. Yeah. Like I'm seeing every raw bit of you, but it's, it's my job to be able to express that out into the world. And that's like super stressful. <laughs> I'm like, I, I want, I want, you want to do it justice. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, there's so much beauty in people, mm-hmm. even in the darkest moments that, it just needs like I think that's why photography exists. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if you don't have that person, you what do you have? Right, you have tangible evidence of who they were, and right. it needs to be raw and it needs to be real. And I don't believe in body morphine, photoshopping when people no. are like, "Oh, my stretch marks look like this," and I'm like, "I have stretch marks too," and that's you, and you know, and what? that's you. It's part of your part story. Of being a human, yeah, we exactly. Have flaws. If we were perfect, we'd be a grease statue. <laughs> 
And I'm not. So, so talking about the, you know, the emotions and having those intimate moments, like with your clients and stuff, you know, I was just thinking on the way over here to like do this interview with you too, uh, talking about showing up. You and I have been trying to get this interview in the mm-hmm. works for a while now. You started this business just before COVID and yes. everything <laughs> happened, right? So guaranteed, there's going to be a lot of shifting and changing and things like that. And for me, it's like asking myself, how am I going to show up when I'm not really feeling it, mm-hmm. right? When I'm having one of those moments yes. where it's dark. Like, so just asking you, like, what's your experience with that? Or have you had that recently show up like with sessions? I have. And like accountability is huge with that. And having someone that you know is relying on you to show up is really powerful. I think letting people down is a huge fear of mine. Yeah, And a lot of times we drive out of fear Mm -hmm. and we work out of fear. So that could almost work in your favor by like, I don't want to let this person down. I have an obligation to be there for this person because a lot of times we can't show up for ourselves, but it's a lot easier for us to show up for other people. Right. So having that ability, I mean, there's, there's mornings where I know I have a session that night and I've just had a crap day. And the thing is, if you've had a crap day, that's going to reflect in your vision of being a photographer and that's going to come out in your editing and in your photos. And it's just not going to be magical. Yeah. yeah. But there's something really invigorating about capturing somebody that it like going into it, I may feel like, oh gosh, like I really wish I could have just like slept five more minutes instead of waking up early or uh, I could be having a margarita at home, like whatever. Yeah. But not even two minutes into meeting whoever I'm meeting, I'm just like out Instant. of it like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, I could have missed out like on this great person. Like, and had this huge, just light, I guess, just like burst out yeah. of me by the end of it. And then I get home and I'm in such a great mood. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why was I going to give up on that? You know, or right. reschedule it just because, you know, my pants didn't fit and I didn't feel like myself. Yeah. And it's just. And it's such a great reminder and a testament to the work that you're doing too. When, you know, like even for me right now, you know, we've been rescheduled or trying to get on each other's schedules Mm -hmm. for a little while now. And then coming in, I'm like, man, you know, yesterday was a little rough for me. I don't know if I'm going to fully bring my A game today. Mm -hmm. And I really want to, because I owe that to you and I owe that to the listeners and to myself. And then I see you and it's like, perfect. Like that's all I needed. Yeah. Yeah. I just needed. And like just having someone else's energy and the goodness Mm -hmm. that, you know, is going to come from that person too. Like it can totally change everything. I think that's where the fear part can have the negative effect. Sure. It's because then we have the fear of I'm not good enough mm-hmm. or I'm not going to be what they think I am. Cause we put everybody we know on a pedestal, whether yeah. we think so or not, we, we always think highly of other people and not of ourselves. So when we do that, we have the tendency of like, okay, like maybe if I just stay home, I won't disappoint somebody. Hmm. And maybe if I just, you know, don't respond to the text. I don't have the option of potentially hurting their feelings or yeah. letting them down. So then we just don't even do it and not doing something is worse than doing something. Well, Cause there's always a lesson to be learned too yes. from it. Right. So it's like, <laughs> welcome to the universe. Yeah. Like, okay, well I'm, I'm going to avoid it now, Yes. but that lesson's going to come back tenfold probably, yes. you know, so learn from it, learn yes. through it, grow through it. Like, Oh, that's such a good reminder. I think a huge helper too is I mean we all have smartphones yeah we all have 
smart laptops, we live in a smart world, <laughs> is I have a easier time following through things if I write it down. Yeah. Or if I put it in my calendar yep. because I see it and it's like, you know, the different ways of learning, you're hearing it, you're seeing it, you're writing it down. Right. And it almost is like a written bond between me and that task. Like, yeah. I wrote it down. I hate crossing things out like, oh, and rescheduling it. That yeah. just like makes my OCD go crazy. <laughs> so I'm like, I have to do it. Otherwise I'm going to have to mark it off and write it on a new date. Yeah. I think it gives us that accountability to ourselves in yeah. that sense is if we write it down, it's written down. I'm not going to yeah. push it aside because it's there. Time slots filled. And it's very satisfying to kind of like check that mark off. Like Sure. Especially if it's something that you were hesitant yes. about even completing in the first place. Yes. And you come out of it better yes. than you thought going into it and yeah that satisfaction of well there's like there's a difference in that hesitation of okay I really don't want to do it because I don't feel like it or I don't want to do it because Wayne's telling me I don't want to do oh, it oh for sure and you're like this doesn't really feel like I should be doing it and then that is kind of like your loophole of all right I'm not gonna do it because I have this gut feeling that's yeah. like, that is bad news bears not happening which is yeah like <laughs> perfect segue into something else I wanted to talk about too which is like intuition and following that like no doubt that your intuition has led you into your new photography business mm -hmm. you know and is what's keeping you going and keeping you motivated and just how do you listen to that gut feeling in making these decisions and making these pivots I think so I'm 28 and it's taken me 28 years Girl. <laughs> to, yeah. of hard lessons learned. I am a very hard-headed person and Same. I think I'm just now coming into my own of figuring out what is intuition and what is fear. Yeah. And that's really hard to navigate, especially when you're the type of person who just is a people pleaser like I am. Mm -hmm. And I just want to make sure everybody's happy. Everybody's taken care of. And maybe the cancer that I not I have that I am. Yeah. Uh, the or, um, zodiac. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got so it. Got it. I was going to say, that's going to be terrible. So, <laughs> like, the, maybe it's like in my blood or in my genetics that like, yeah. I'm just like a people person. But. I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way where now I recognize that feeling and I'm like, no, I remember yeah. the last time I ignored that this blew up or yeah. I went down into this depression hole or my anxiety skyrocketed because I didn't listen to it. And now I just like, I've always had really strong intuition, but it's almost like I would ignore my own. And I would listen yeah. to it for other people. Like, yeah. if my girlfriend, you know, had a terrible boyfriend, I'd be like, something is not right. And I had no problem telling everybody else, like, hey, this, 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 this is not going to be good. But when I was trying to tell myself, it's like, hey, you'll be fine. Like, yeah. Just Dip your toe in. It'll be fine. Jump in. But then there's a pool of sharks. And I'm like, well, crap. <laughs> you know, how many lives have I lost at this point? Because I just ignore what it is. And now... I feel like the first time you listen to your intuition and it plays in your favor, it's a lot easier to be like, you start oh, building that confidence. Okay. It's confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not confidence in yourself. It's confidence like in your higher self mm -hmm. and whatever it is you believe in faith wise. Right. Really. It's almost like a selflessness to yourself. Mm -hmm. So instead of being selfish and being like, oh, well, this could happen or this could happen or, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. That's like egotistical. And yeah. it that ego is a huge huge issue that I think we have as humans 
that get us in a lot of trouble. Hello. Hey, Mackers. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to take his collar off so he's not jingly. But yeah, I think just now, even reading books, yeah. like self-help books, have mm-hmm. been a huge thing. Listening to podcasts, realizing that I'm not alone. You're in not alone. Things like, yeah. okay, other people feel like they're stubborn too, and they're not listening to their mm, gut. Right. And, I think we all kind of go through that until you really start paying attention to those feelings, right? And I heard on someone's podcast one time where they were talking about, well, how do you know if it's intuition or perhaps fear? I Mm -hmm. forgot what word they use, you know, and she's like, when you first ask yourself the question, how does your body instantly react to it? Do you instantly get excited or are you like, like hesitant, you know, mm-hmm. and then that'll tell you which direction you kind of need to yeah. go. And since hearing that every time there's like a decision, big or small, that needs to be made. It's like, how is my body reacting to that right now? You know, and there's a lot of times where it's like, it's a little scary, you know, starting a new business. I and mean, right. this is, this is a little oh, rough. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know how people are going to receive it. Yeah. Not that other people's opinions matter, but you know, but when it, you're starting a business, they does. do because you need people as your customers. Right. So yeah. And then it's like, well, okay, but I'm still really excited about it. I'm still excited about the opportunities that can Mm -hmm. come from this, the freedom that I could get from making this move. Right. So, oh, it's so it's, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's, it sounds really simple. And I say this, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. It's it's a simple concept. It's a hard task to learn to navigate because I, for me, like, for instance, when I get anxiety, I get it in my chest. I okay. start feeling like this really uneasy feeling and it's almost like a storm's brewing. Like, you know, that like dense air yeah. that's just like heavy when you walk outside. That's what I feel inside when I get anxiety about something. And so if I have something coming up and I start feeling that, I'm like, okay, that's anxiety. Mm-hmm. When it goes deeper, like in the pit of my stomach and then it's even heavier down there. That's like my intuition. And I've learned that that's where I'm like, okay, this is not only heavy in my chest because that anxiety is out of fear. Anxiety is a lie, right? It's a feeling you have, but it's a lie that is there to keep you from doing stuff that will benefit you. I a hundred percent agree with that. So when it falls deeper into the pit of my stomach and I still feel that heaviness, I'm like, okay, this is something that is not a good feeling. I feel sick. I feel heavy. I feel weighed down. It's not like when you first meet your husband and you have it like fluttering above your belly button right. and you kind of get like the giggles. Yeah. That's like the excitement that I'm like, okay, that's kind of what I got. That's what I initially got with photography mm-hmm. was when I said it out loud, it like made it legitimate, right? So it was in my head and I told my husband, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and then immediately I was like, oh, oh. Right in my chest. And I was like, that's anxiety. I was excited. This is my fear holding me back. And it took me a long time to figure out what those feelings were. And I don't think anybody's born with the ability to be like, yeah, this is anxiety. Oh, it's all learned too because of the conditioning that we have and our Mm -hmm. role models around us too. And and then the lies that we tell ourselves on top of it. You know, I think, in fact, I was just having a conversation with my friend about this too. Is like, 
get so excited about something or really inspired and you're all like, I'm going to go do this thing now, or this mm-hmm. is going to help my business in this aspect, whatever, whatever it is that it looks like. I can't come up with an example right now, but like writing a book or whatever, like, right. Oh, I'm going to do this. And you're excited and inspired for like a few days, maybe even a week. And then you can just talk yourself out of it. Yeah. And then nothing ever happens. Mm-hmm. You don't follow through. Oh yeah. But that's, the fear coming in. It is because it's the fear of not being good enough. It's the fear of what people think. And yeah. as much as we want to be free spirited and be like, I don't care what people think about me. There's always somebody's opinion that matters. Absolutely. Over your own. Yeah. And I think that is like a, a maturity that probably won't even come when I'm like 80. I will yeah. always care. Like my mom, no matter what, like it's a I will model. always just like, I seek her approval. Every session I do, I send them to like my mom or my dad. Cause I'm just like, I almost want that validation. Sure. Still in my season of life right now, my own validation isn't enough for me. Yeah. I always seek the approval of others. Yeah. Even though like there are moments where people will sit there and be like, God, you're like so badass. Like, how do you just like do things and not care? I'm like, girlfriend, I went in my bed and cried for like two hours because somebody said this. Yeah, (laughs) I do care. But I want to be powerful enough for other women to like not care. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't care myself. And I think like we look up to those people that are like that and we're like, Oh, it's possible. It's possible. It is. It's 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 possible. Yeah. We are human, (laughs) but it's also like, that's, that's our external viewpoint of Mm -hmm. someone else is not giving a shit about what other people think. Right. But then, Hey bud, (laughs) but then, you know, we don't know what they're going through. We don't know if they're going mm-hmm. to their room to cry their eyes out for 10 minutes. Cause they need a freaking minute. Yes. Right. Like, and then what we see, you know, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Oh man, that's so good. Yeah. That's so I good. Never talk about like, intuition. Yeah, like, no, but, that- <laughs> but I get it. Like, I totally get it. I'm, I'll be 39 at the end of the month too. So it's like, I'm still learning this shit too. Like mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure it out, you know, and I don't know, but I feel like for me, what's coming, what I'm figuring out is that when it's that instant feeling and if it feels good for me, then I know yes. that my intuition, my higher self is leading me on the path that I need to be, you know? And I think meditation, I think prayer helps with all of that too, you oh, know, yeah. just and asking to be guided, like, we can be as guided as we allow ourselves to be, Absolutely, you know, and we just have to be open to that, you know? And I think there's so much of this control, like we want to control everything when the moment you surrender, Oh yeah. Magic the happens. Doors just fling open. You know, yeah. they say if the door shut, go out a window. Yeah. Well, it's true. Yeah. There's always like somebody guiding you to the nearest exit, like an airplane. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> if we ignored the, person on the airplane that told us how to save our life, yeah. we'd be dead. So yeah. think of your higher self as the flight attendant that's like nearest exit is to your right. You know, when you're trying to make a decision, <laughs> they're literally telling you, you know, put your breathing mask on first, take yeah. care of yourself and get the heck out of yeah, here. And then totally. you're ready to be like, no, you know, I think staying seated in this is probably the best yeah. decision. You're like, all right, fine, die. Yeah. That's what I feel like my higher self is telling me all the time. They're literally So uh, you're saying your higher self is a flight attendant. Probably, I love it. Literally, probably they're like, Hello, I'm telling you the nearest exit. I'm telling you the decisions to save your life, and you're just like 
I think this might turn out better. And they're just like, fine, find a parachute. Then that's way how, right. And that's how you learn the lessons the hard way too. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, and I, I still, I still, oh, I'm yeah. like banging my head against the wall. Like, why? Why do I, why am I wired this way to have to learn this? But then, you know, my daughter, she's two years old. She's exactly like that. Very hard headed. And I'm like, this is probably why, because I'm going to have to drill her head out of the wall. Yeah. This many times she's going to bump into it. Yeah. Trying to make her own decisions. Yeah. We, uh, I think we're always learning not only for ourselves, but like for the people that are going to be introduced to us. And we just don't know when. Ooh. Like it's like they're priming us for these experiences. And we're always like super selfish in the sense of why me? Why me? I'm going through this or this is the worst day of my life or, you know, very melodramatic about things that are happening. But I've learned that a lot of the things that I've been through over the past like 10 years have manifested in friends of mine where I'm like, I've been been there. I know exactly like what, not like what they're feeling. Cause that's very inconsiderate to say, cause everybody feels their own things, but it's like, I know how to handle it better as a friend, as a family member, as a mom, whatever, to be able to be there and not drain from me. Yeah. You're just holding space for them to get through it, you know, and you have, you come from your own experience and can probably bring just a different light to it as Mm -hmm. well. You know, I, same for me. It's so funny when you started saying that to you, because I was like thinking, yeah, well, I've all the hard lessons that I've had to learn on my own because I didn't want to listen to my own gut, you know, relationships I stayed in too Mm -hmm. long, whatever the case may be. And now seeing friends go through things like that too, is like, well, I'm going to give you my opinion. You do with it what you want. And I'm just going to, I'll be here irregardless, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's what friends are for, but shedding a different light on it, I guess, is what I was getting at, right? I mean, people that believe in different religions and stuff, what are we learning from? We're learning from their experiences Mm -hmm. and we're taking those experiences into our lives and figuring out, okay, like they did it this way. This was the outcome. If I do it this way, this could be the outcome as well. We almost are intertwined in a web of relatableness. Yeah. Well, because we're we're all connected too. Yeah. Or we're just like, I get it, man. Yeah. (laughs) I spilled coffee on me today too. It's fine. Oh my gosh. We'll just tie dye it. Well, it's and it cool. makes you human and it's like, it's your story to tell, yeah. you know, and we learn from other people's stories all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Oh man. Yeah. I'm trying to like, what else should we talk about now? I feel yeah. like this is just getting juicy. Well, like going on, like telling stories, that's kind of what I want to do with photography. So it's crazy. I have this like epiphany okay yeah moment of clarity a moment of clarity and in that moment of clarity I was just like randomly my best friend's gonna laugh this because she knows exactly the moment I'm talking about <laughs> I was like oh my gosh I should be a writer oh nice and I was like what it's just like, what the heck would you write about I was like I don't know but I guarantee people will listen and yeah. read it and I've always felt this like draw to storytelling yeah like tell just I have a passion for people wanting to be heard yeah and I'm always like the voice behind people. And sometimes I have tendency of speaking for people. And I don't mean that in like a derogatory way. When I do that, I'm just like, you're the underdog, like speak the heck up. Yeah, like people yeah. need to know what's going on. And I just have, I have no fear in that sense. I'm like, you know what? Words are words and they can be powerful. Yeah. If you use them right, people will listen. Yeah. So I feel like I'm in a way I'm able to do that through 
photographs though. Absolutely. And it's been very releasing for me to be able to be like every session I've done for somebody, they've had a story behind why they wanted to do that session. And it's just like, wow, like there's so many unique people in the world. And I'm like, maybe I should start a blog and post this photo and then the story behind the photo and stuff. And I think you should. Well, you're telling someone yeah. else. So I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're telling yeah. someone else's story. Yeah. First of all, through a visual, through the lens, which is amazing because a picture captures a thousand oh, words, as absolutely. a cliche as that sounds. <laughs> but you do have such an eloquent way with your writing, too. You know, I follow you on Facebook and Instagram and everything, and your ability to have the words with it, but also the visual is so impactful. Yeah, this is on that whole like showing up for yourself. Yeah. I have a hard time. Like I'm a dreamer. Oh, oh, same. I dream the dreams. I'm like, Oh, this would be great. I have all these ideas, but I never sit down long enough to do the dang thing. I think that's also like why I'm like multi-passionate entrepreneur. Because yeah. I'm just like, Oh, I could do this. I could do this. And as cliche as it sounds, you tell your kids, you could be anything when you grow yeah. up, but truly like you can, you can, you could be anything you dream to be. You just have to do it. Yeah. And yeah. Be, being able to be like, okay, Today I'm gonna do it and stick to and it for a while. That, that that's me too. You're it's like, like oh crap. That that yeah, that multi passionate entrepreneur. I feel the same way too. And it's like there's times when I've talked down to myself about that oh, because yeah. it's like oh, you've been a massage therapist, you were a bartender, mm-hmm. you know, now you're a realtor, yeah. now you're a podcaster. You know, you can tell yourself the lie. Well, who do you think you are? You know, mm-hmm. and like how are people gonna take you seriously if you jump from thing oh, to thing yeah. to thing? And it's like. You know, whenever, at the end of the day, I don't care. Like, uh, like I really don't. Yeah. At the end of the day, if it's fueling my soul to do this, this may only be a brief moment in my life. And guess what? That was a great behind it. Yeah, yeah. there there, there was, a, was some type of growth behind it. Yeah, when I announced my pricing and when I announced what I was doing this, I had some backlash. Mm-hmm. I had backlash from the photography community. I had backlash from people that are like, do you even know how to use a camera? Mm. And then when I tell you I came out of the fire, like flame throwing in some of these photos, <laughs> the people that backtrack so fast, like, I'm so sorry that like I approached you this way, or I'm so sorry that I didn't have faith in you. It's like, you believe enough if, in yourself. Yeah, like what if I would have cared enough about what these people said that I would have never, I would have been like, you know what, they're right. Like who am I to think I'm a photographer? Yeah. Who am I to think that I could capture these people like this? I would have never given a woman her confidence back. Yeah. I would have never given, you know, a woman photos of her kids that are now on, you know, every mantle and wall oh, in her yeah. house. You know, I would have never given... <laughs> yesterday my daughter did a or Monday my daughter did a best friend shoot yeah and the happiness I mean these girls are dressed up as freaking princess Elsa and Anna and they looked like they had seen I don't even know (laughs) the joy in their face and that would have never happened yeah you know that moment that they wouldn't have had that that connection and it's like I think a lot of us will listen to the opinions of others so much that it becomes our own opinion. Yeah. And then we just get destroyed. Yeah. And I think that's where like the creatives get destroyed is because most creatives are also empaths mm-hmm. and we absorb what people feel and mm-hmm. then it just wow degrades us over yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I feel that for sure. Yeah, it definitely does. But you know, it's 
talking about the joy from your kids and stuff to or your daughter and her best friend, like they're going to have that memory forever mm-hmm. for one, but then two, like how much that has to just light you up to see people's joy, the pure joy that comes from the work that you're putting out because you took a chance on yourself mm-hmm. and you trusted yourself enough to know yeah. that you could do it. And it was not an easy choice going from where I was to where I am now. And there was a lot of depression and anxiety that came with that transition. So not all transitions are great, but I fully, this is so like, what do you, what is it? You just said it. What? Oh gosh. Where it's like cliche. I was like, where, you know, there's a rainbow after a storm. Yeah. But honestly, like that's like the best thing that you could say is it, when it, things feel like they're just crumbling and falling apart, it just, if you have that faith to look beyond that moment, yeah, it's easy for me to go back and say, like, to other people going through this, it does get better. Yeah. Even when it feels like it's, it's not. not. And yeah. our version of better is going to be different. You know, mm-hmm. it could be, I didn't cry for four hours today. I cried for three hours today. That's still better. Yeah. Like it's a progression. And I finally think, so I came out with this in May, I believe it was. Oh, your photography? The... Was that when we did our I think it was May May. that we did our session. That sounds right. Yeah. I could probably go back and look on my calendar real quick. So when, when I finally took that initial leap, it's taken from then till now to be like 90% confident in my decisions and my choices of how I've gotten to where I've gotten. And, um, I'm still like scared, crapless about sure. the future. <laughs> like, sure. I'm like, you know, I, I did that washeteria session and oh my gosh, she was just so that was one of the coolest things oh, I think I've I ever seen. That fired me for like I don't even know. And let, let me tell you, those well, men, your whole just energy change just even talking God, about it, so it's those, still fueling this, you. This chick, oh, she's beautiful, man. She had her head in a washer, booty out, and these men in there are <laughs> like, yes, yes, this is the best day I could have ever washed my clothes, right? And I'm sitting there like, you're not only gifting her. Uh, you're gifting like, you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but I like between that session and I did another session, but I got a compliment on that one. A lot of compliments that were like, God, this looks like it'd be on the cover of Vogue. Yeah. And that wasn't even a dream Super of mine. Super artsy. And I was just like, Vogue. You know what I did? I sent it to Vogue. Heck yeah. Why like, not? I was like, literally, why not? Why, why not? not? What do you have to lose? Exactly. It's so freeing just to be like, you know what? Like that wasn't a dream in my head, but I'm like, great to be a published photographer would be freaking awesome. Heck yeah. So yeah, why not? Well, and, and that just goes to show you took this, you took a risk. You took mm-hmm. something that not everybody and, and she to oh, have yeah. a vision for that too. And to trust you with that, yes. like that had to be such great validation for and, starters. And I never met her before. Oh, I, really? I never met her oh, before. Oh, cool. And, Even better. Uh, she is like a inventor of this mom's group or founder of this mom's oh, group. Oh, okay. And she was just like, Hey, I, I want to do a post-divorce photo shoot I mean to like get my groove back and I'm like all about it yeah all about it like yeah. all for women power getting your whatever yeah. mojo 
And uh, I was like, do you have any ideas? She's like, not really. And we sat on it for like two weeks. She's like, well, there's this like really grungy washeteria next to my work. And he said we could shoot there. And I'm a natural light photographer. Mm -hmm. I shoot outdoors mainly only. Mm -hmm. I don't use any type of studio lighting. Yeah. And so it terrified me. Yeah. Honestly, like how like, is this going to turn out? Yeah. Never been in there before until the day we got there. Oh, wow. Didn't know what the lighting was going to be like. And I just took a chance on myself. And I was like, you know what? Let me just do what I think yeah. is going to work and yeah. edit it later. And oh my gosh, mind blowing. I was like, okay, this is what happens when we release the limitations we put on ourselves. You just create magic. Well said. So well said. So what type of photography are you into? Are you gearing towards, um, because I think you and I spoke a little bit about yeah. it before you even came over for my session. Yeah. Um, but and just kind of tell us about that. And then, in that same voice too, like I just, what do you kind of see for the future with this? Well, what I'm gravitating towards more and what's gravitating toward me. So even though I edit each session differently, I'm a, I've noticed a lot of photographers, it's like they make their own preset and just kind of yeah. apply it to everything and then change the warmth or whatnot. Um, and if they don't, that's like super talented to be able to get it the same. <laughs> on my oh. <laughs> I get it the same every time, but even when you put all of the sessions I've done together, they all kind of just work yeah. in an odd way. But what's gravitated for me, I've had a lot of people ask for brand name sessions mm -hmm. that are creatives yeah, love or it. entrepreneurs. And that definitely is part of what I'm into. I don't like doing like corporate headshots, structured photos. I'm a structured person. But I have to have the ability to have some creativeness in it, some fun, some... Some flow. Know, some flow. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because everyone that I've shot so far has similar personality to me. So it just works. That makes the, sense. They'll be like really reserved at first, which I am when I'm around people. I'll be oh, reserved. Yeah. But this business has given me the opportunity to just like, I'll be reserved in the car. I'm like, okay, no, like I got to bring out the fire in them. So I've mm -hmm. got to be fire. Yeah. And it's really kind of morphed me into my own person as well. So Sweet. it's like halfway through the shoots, all of a sudden we're, you know, dropping F-bombs every yeah. now. Like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I'm so sorry. You know, and they're like, screw it. You know, we start talking about butts and stuff and it's just great. And I'm, she's like, I never like felt this comfortable. And so I think, I don't even know like what it would be described, but like just womanhood is something that I'm really like, I don't know how to describe it, drawn to, I guess. Like bringing, like a woman's pure essence. Yeah, it's like just yeah. the rawness of being female, you know, mm -hmm. the we're so critical of ourselves. We're so like reserved. And there are photos where like, you could just like almost like see the discernment. Mm -hmm. And then the next photo, it's like a little bit more comfortable. And then the next photo, it's like, holy moly girl, you're fair. Yeah, like, yeah. That progression. I really like, I like doing branding for businesses or for companies that have creative backgrounds I'm doing one on Monday from a woman who, for a woman who actually did a hypnosis session with me Ooh. and she does hypnotherapy. Nice. Yeah, so we have this whole vision of like, 
I love like yours was the first mirror shot I ever did. Oh, cool. And I fell in love with that. I just saw something of like seeing the woman just like look at themselves in the mirror. It's just like a very like raw feeling. Very intimate. And so her whole entire business is around bringing that intimacy out in yourself and Mm. really revealing like your true subconscious so you can grow. So I'm really excited to see what. I'm excited to from see that because she's just a really unique person. And I think it's going to make for a really unique session. Yeah. Um, and I love kids. Yeah. I didn't think that I would like shooting kids as much as I do. That sounds terrible. Like capturing kids. That sounds even worse. Well, no, probably because <laughs> kids are, kids can be a lot too. So it's like, how am I going to wrangle them? How am yeah, I going to get them to do what I want them to do? See this is where like I'm not struggling, but I'm navigating between being a perfectionist mm-hmm. and being creative because I want every shot to be pristine and clear. Mm-hmm. But I'm living for the shots where there's some motion blur in it because that is true. Like, like you cannot get a two year old to sit down. Yeah. And so they're just like running past <laughs> you. I love it. Because yeah. I mean, that's really like that's the essence of kids is yeah. chaotic. Well, and being around, I talked about this on one of my previous episodes, but just like tuning into your inner child, like oh, the yeah. easiest way to do that is to be around other oh, kids. Oh, it is. And it's so yeah. fun because I can be like, oh my gosh, pretend that the banana's a phone. Yeah. And just be ridiculous. And I couldn't say that to a adult woman. Yeah. Like, hey, grab that and think it's a clamshell. That kind right. of thing. So, right. Yeah. I think I'm, I've been asked to do four or five weddings and I will not yeah. And I think that's setting good boundaries. Yes. Too. And a lot of people have kind of like, not a lot of people, but like some family and stuff have kind of turned their nose up to that. Like, why not? It's easy money or it's this. And I'm like, it's not about that for me, though. I don't feel like that's something that I would enjoy doing. Elopements. Yes. Something very intimate, something sharing with like five or six people I would love to be a part of. But mm-hmm. like huge 200 people weddings. No, thank you. Because that is, I'm good with pressure, but that is one day you cannot redo. Yeah. And I, my anxiety levels, I don't think I can handle that right now. Yeah. So like, I admire the heck out of wedding photographers because that is a special person. That is a very special person. Well, and just because you're a photographer doesn't mean you have to shoot everything either. You know, like artists don't paint every kind of picture. I think I've kind of gone into like photo document like photo documentation documentary yeah I guess would be I don't even know I don't have a label you don't need a label yeah I'm like I just (laughs) no but it's good it's it's good to know that like you're enjoying the process right now right can I say that yes yeah I I've turned down sessions that I didn't feel I could provide a quality result Mm -hmm. because it just didn't jive with what I could envision so most of the time when people message me like hey I want to do a shoot with you I'm like all right first off everybody has them do you have any inspiration photos everybody's on Pinterest everybody has the Pinterest photo they want to recreate it's just so I can see what's in their head I like Mm -hmm. to get inside someone's head first and see what they're seeing because if I can see that then it's easier for me to create recreate that vision because I can pull that from them if I don't have that, or if they're like, I have no idea what I want to do, but this is kind of my idea, then I pull the inspiration photos and I send them to them. And if we jive, then I book it. If cool. we don't, then I'm like, 
I just don't think I'm going to be the right photographer for you. Yeah. I don't think this is something that is going to turn out well because we're not meshing on ideas or creativity. Then there's some people who are like, I just want to do a session with you because you're freaking awesome and just do whatever you want. Yeah. And then I do that and then that's Whole beautiful. Fun. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm just like, all right, well, you allowed me to just, there's no pressure. Yeah. It's like, I did what I was feeling. That's awesome. Well, Gina, I think that's a perfect spot to wrap up. I am so excited to have you back on my first repeat. You were my first ever interview and now my first repeat. How exciting. So maybe in like a year, we'll talk about another first. (laughs) What am I doing in a year? (laughs) Well, where can people find you and support your new business? Okay. So it's Raxon Lee photo is my Instagram. R-A-X-O-N. L-E-I-G-H photo. It's both my kids' names combined. So Jackson and Riley. My middle name's Lee. So it also has me in there, but they're a huge part of why I started this because I just love capturing them. And then on Facebook, it's Raxon Lee Photography. Uh, And I have Raxon Lee Behind the Scenes as a Facebook group, private Facebook group. So uh, that's kind of where I'll post like inspiration photos, um, just if I'm in my feels and I want other people to kind of relate, I'll post some, some real topics on there. Yeah. I want to get better at doing that. And I'll also post model calls. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thanks again, girl. Thank always a pleasure. Yeah. I am just always so inspired by you and just your energy and thanks. your passion for life. It's, it's invigorating. Oh so. gosh. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl. Well, until next time, thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode. I am so grateful that you're here and have taken time out of your day to give us a listen. So take care. Adios. Love and light. Awesome. That was so much fun. I don't know about you, but I had such a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Cup of Chels. And I am so freaking thankful that you're here and that you've decided to spend this time with me and listen in. I know you've got a lot of choices out there. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. If this episode resonated with you, or if you know it would be a great listen for somebody else, please don't keep me a secret. Be sure to share it, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, use the hashtag CuppaChels, that's C-U-P-P-A-C-H-E-L-S, and also subscribe so you can always get the latest episode directly. And then if you're feeling up for it, leave me a review. I'm so grateful. Love and light. Adios.